Hey y'all, I'm Lakaya. And I'm James. And you are listening to the Message 24 podcast, where each week we're talking about relationships, the growing pains of being a 20-something, and pretty much everything else in between. Yeah, so join us every Wednesday for our new episodes. Bye. See you guys then. Bye-bye. Have a beautiful time. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) Welcome to the Message 24 podcast. I forgot we don't have to introduce ourselves because we have an intro now. No. Yeah, there's no need to <laughs> to reintroduce ourselves like three or four times. Yeah, it's kind of redundant. I don't think we need to do that either. Yeah. All right. So we're going to go ahead and jump right in. Our In the DM this week, and if this is your first time listening to this podcast, our In the DM is basically the overall theme of the episode that we're going to be talking about. Mm-hmm. Wait. Can I pause you yes. for a second? Is there like anything just in general that was that went well this week or like just kind of updates? To, okay. We can, yeah, we I can, mean, we don't have, we don't have no, to. No, we but, can do updates. Yeah. That's fine. Um, I think what went well this week, this past, yeah, this week, I rested a lot. Uh-huh. Um, I think Wednesday and Thursday, I didn't do anything for school. Like I just rested. Mm-hmm. Got into bed and watched TV. Um, I think that went well for me. It was really good to just sit and be still. I think a lot of times, like, when you're stressed out, you won't realize how stressed you are until you sleep. Gotcha. Because your body's like, okay, like, now this is my time to recover from all of the stress that you have been putting me under for the past week. So that felt good. Um, It felt good to go running this morning. So yeah, that was very nice. Yes, it felt really, really good to do that. Uh, so I think those are, excuse me, my highlights for the week right now. Oh, and uh, going to see your family yesterday. Yes, <laughs> that yes. was another highlight of. It's crazy. Uh, I forgot week. we did that yesterday. Yeah, we did. We, <laughs> we had a busy week. We've done a lot this week. I think for me, um, just building connections was huge for me this week. Because mm-hmm. able to. Just talk, network, um, learn from different people. And I think that was really good this week. I'm really appreciative of all the many things that we're doing, um, that I'm doing. Like, just take, I took a second this week to be appreciative of that. Um, And being appreciative of, like, the, the health, my health, my strength. Um, my family's health, their strength. We were able to get together yesterday and they didn't have, um, nobody, we weren't getting together because they were, someone had passed away. Yeah. You know, everyone was in good spirit, good health. So those were some of the highlights of this week for me. Good. I like to take a pause and just kind of let people know what we have going and just kind of engage with them because we get so busy, busy and yeah mm. i think that's a good idea i think we should be catching up every episode we're yeah. catching the listeners up on what we have going on yeah i think it's a good idea all right so now we're going to jump into our in the dm <laughs> and again that's just like the overall theme for the episode and this week it's going to be questions every 20 something should be asking themselves and I feel like some of these questions are very interesting because I honestly don't even know if I have answers for these right now. Yeah, I was looking through the outline and I, <laughs> I don't know how, if I have answers to all of them, but yeah, we're going to try our best. But I think that at some level we should be, well, it's like if you don't have an answer for it, it should be thought provoking and make you want to like, okay, actually let me think about what it is I should be asking myself. Yep. So we're just going to jump right in. Uh, again, these are just questions I found online, like different, there are a bunch of different questions that we could ask. I just kind of pulled the ones that I thought were, you know, pretty interesting, a little thought provoking. So we'll see. All right. So the first question is who inspires me the most? Who inspires me the most? I don't have a specific person that inspires me the most, but I do have like a 
it's like a profile, so to speak. So the people that inspire me the most are people who really come from nothing. Yeah. And they're able to build themselves up into this like super successful, super genuine, super kind Mm -hmm. person that is so resourceful to so many different people. So there are a few people that I've mentioned multiple times. Yeah. They motivate me. Um, I think I've mentioned uh, Eric Thomas. I've mm-hmm. also mentioned Iki Johnson. Yeah. So these are two African-American individuals, two different backgrounds. So Eric Thomas, he was homeless um, and was eating out of trash cans Jesus and Christ. was doing a bunch of just things that, you know, me and you would look at or most people would look at and be like, oh, my goodness, how is he like the number one motivational speaker in the world? Mm -hmm. And it was just so inspiring of how he took time to get education, to do all these just crazy things. Mm -hmm. And he came from homeless now making millions. So seeing that and seeing that transformation is something that's super inspiring to me. Um, Like I said, Inky Johnson's story was a little different. He was on track to become like this super um, successful NFL player player so mm-hmm. to speak um he loses all uh he can't feel from like the waist down or yeah. whatever so he's still like a top speaker as well so just coming from a challenge or a struggle and being able to overcome those challenges and struggles mm-hmm. are super inspirational for me that's kind of what i stand on like that's my whole branding like growing growth becoming better than you were the day before so I I feel like who inspires me is it's hard to pinpoint one person because there are people who inspire me in different aspects of my life. Gotcha. Like school wise, I have um, several black doctors that I look up to. Like mm-hmm. they are the blueprint. I'm following their blueprint and then I'm trying to help people that are coming after me. So I look at them as you know, my sources of inspiration and that candle smells so good. Um, it just caught me off guard. <laughs> like, I'm good to smell it right now. Um, not the phone going off. I'm going to turn We are off. filming. As you can see, who's the controlling one in this? You. <laughs> um, but like I was saying, I have them for different areas of my life. So I think about them when I think about school. Um, when I think I am working on saying, um, do not let me say, um, again, I just caught myself. So when I think about me as a person, a lot of times I think about my mom, not saying I'm modeling my life after my mother, but right, wrong or draw. I can't even talk. Whether I'm right or wrong, my mom is always going to be there. She's always going to be in my corner. And that pushes me. That inspires me. Like when I feel like I'm I'm down in the depths, I can call my mama and she's like, no, like you need to think about just like the other day. um, And even I was telling your cousin the other day um, we met up yesterday and we met up for lunch. I was really overwhelmed with school and all of this stuff. My mom was like, well, do you realize you are eight years into working 10 years for this degree? And I never thought about it that way. I just kind of keep my head down. I'm just knocking out, just checking stuff off of my list. But when she said that to me, it kind of really put it into perspective. Like I am on the other end of this. You know what I'm saying? Like I am over the hump. I literally spent yeah. eight years in school. I am two years away from being done. So that inspires me. She just motivates me, gotcha. I, I guess. Is the, but that motivation is inspirational for me. It makes me, it, it, keep, it keeps me wanting to like to keep going. And yep. it helps me from giving up because when somebody helps you remember that you've put eight years into this, there's no way I'm going to let eight years go because these next two years are hard. Like, I'm not going to do that. So I think that's one of the one of the people that inspires me in my personal life. I shared the people in my school life. And then I think it's going to sound so bad. (laughs) 
I don't even know if I I want to say it. Also, I'll say Audrey Lord. She she was an activist. She was a writer. Mm-hmm. I look to a lot of her works for my own personal growth. That's something else I wanted to another person I wanted to throw in there personal growth wise that I, I I've learned a lot from. Mm-hmm. But also, I will say that <laughs> Megan the Stallion I and this this is it sounds bad but I don't I actually might not sound bad. I never was really proud to be tall until she came out. Like growing up being tall for a girl was not fun. Like you got picked on. It was hard to find pants that were long enough. I had to wear high tops to make my pants look long enough. I didn't want to wear certain shoes cuz my feet would look big and People, you know, you can't wear certain colors. People call you Big Bird. Huh. All of these different things. <laughs> yeah, it was really rough growing up as a tall girl when I was younger. Gotcha. And I think I didn't really feel proud to be tall until she came out. And she's like, I'm 5'10". You know, I'm a, I'm a big bitch. And I stand in it. And I look right. good and I feel good. And I hate that it took for... I'm not going to say I hate that. But it it took for me seeing someone else stand in there. Yes. And to be comfortable for me to feel like, okay, it's okay for me to do this too. So yeah, I love, I love Megan. People might judge me for, for saying, you know, that it took to see her, but it did. I think sometimes, I mean, I don't really (laughs) care to be honest, but I'm just saying sometimes it takes seeing somebody else have the courage to do something for you to feel like it's okay for you to have that same courage to do the same thing. It's almost, it has to happen. Yeah. Um, It's weird because the limitations that you put on yourself, Mm -hmm. someone has to inspire you to think in a different way or you won't, you won't be in the, you won't be able to think in that exactly. way. Like someone is able to teach you. You may need a coach, someone who can push you to mm-hmm. think bigger than, than what you're how how you are. So yeah, I don't think that's a I don't think that's a bad thing at all. I think no. that's. I mean, she yeah. It probably was also something that you didn't really realize until after the fact. Like it, you might have. Well, let me ask first, was that like you being tall and I guess you maybe being insecure about that? Did you constantly think about that or was that something kind of in the back of your brain that when Megan came out, you're like, I like this girl. Like, I guess how was your I I think it was I definitely do think it was something I thought about a lot. Sometimes I didn't want to wear heels because I didn't want to look taller than I was. Mm -hmm. And I just had another example in my mind. And I I hate that I just lost it just that fast. Oh, Oh, Mm -hmm. when I take pictures with people, sometimes I still do this and I have to catch myself. It was a learned behavior. I will try to make myself look smaller Stupid. when I'm in, yes yeah, when I'm in pi- pictures with people I'll lean over I'll put my knee out so like I'm down I, I and I still catch myself doing I have to like correct myself but that's one of those things I was also doing so when she came out and it's just like first of all when she called herself the stallion I know she big you know what I'm saying nobody calling in to sell the stallion and they five seven right. like you're not doing it five right. six and when I realized she was my height mm-hmm. I'm like oh and then like she's from the south I'm like oh you know what i'm saying so i just i really related to her and she never made it a point to shy away from her height like that's why it is the stallion like she's big you know what i'm saying she's Mm -hmm. big and i think like when when did it dawn on you i think when i first started listening to her and i saw what she looked like she there have always been tall women that are in media of course but they've always been very thin mm-hmm. but for her to come out she's my height we're kind of around the same build like the same weight i'm like oh like this is okay and i think that's why i really really adore her so much because she was the she was one of the first people that really looked like me yeah. to be out and to be proud about who they were and i'm right. like okay i can i can feel this way too so 
I think. Pretty awesome. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> next question is what are my favorite stories? So this question essentially means it's it's trying to help you understand that what matter if you want to figure out what matters most to you, look at the stories that resonate to you the closest. So when I say stories, I mean movies. So what movie do you like the most? Don't think too deeply into it. Just Yeah, so for everyone listening, my memory is horrible. <laughs> so I don't really when I watch a movie, I can tell you that it was either good or trash, but the like specific details, I really am not able to remember like all the nitty gritty details. Mm -hmm. That's beyond the point. Probably my favorite movie, and a lot of people aren't even gonna know what this movie is. Crazy um, this movie. But my favorite movie is called, um, what is it? What is it called? Spaceballs. Yeah, spa I was I was about to say Dragon Balls. <laughs> I'm not a Dragon Ball Z fan. Uh, and if you want to say that, would have been like, oh, okay, all right. <laughs> if you say so. All right. No, uh, Spaceballs is my favorite movie, and the reason why this has totally nothing to do with you said it resonating with your character. Well, it kind of does resonate. With I was my just character. about to say, I actually do think Spaceballs resonates with your character. So I am a very silly person. I don't know if y'all can tell. They probably can't tell. A big like kid. That. A but grown I'm, kid. I'm basically a, yes. Thank you for the choir. We don't need a choir in the background. Well, yes, we do. <laughs> you do. And I said, you're a grown kid. I'm just saying. I'm just you know, the, You're doing a lot of extra stuff. I almost said something else, but I'm gonna keep it cute. Okay. But yeah. Anyways, Spaceballs is my favorite movie, and I'm a very silly person. And this movie literally brings out the inner kid in me. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's not like super motivational or inspiring. They just do a bunch of silly, stupid stuff, and I think laughter is good. Um, laughter actually is a is a great thing and it's necessary uh, and most people when they see me they're gonna see a big fat smile on my face and yeah. i'm gonna be trying to make them laugh joke kid whatever it may be so that that movie it's basically a movie that picks on star wars and i think i'm not a star wars fan i think actually not i think star wars puts me to sleep every movie that i watch <laughs> I've never seen it. Yeah, me Is that either. the one with the Chewbacca and... I've never seen it either. Uh, the little green man? I'm normally sleeping. Yoda? Or is that Star Trek? I don't know. I don't know these Yoda, style. Yogi Bear. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways. Were we talking about Yogi Bear one day and you and Jabez was trying to figure out... Lord, I didn't mean to say your brother name. Oh, Lord. Anyways. You can bleep it out. <laughs> you and your brother we're trying to figure out what bear movie y'all went to go see and i was telling y'all it was yes. yogi bear i was telling y'all it was yogi bear you was saying i, know, I thought I said it was yogi bear yeah we had a long discussion about that about a bear about a, a bear movie <laughs> and like <laughs> anyway, anyway. <laughs> yeah anyways but yeah laughter is good uh, and i love to make people laugh so i guess that's why that that movie is one of my favorite ones because when I watch it, there's no like when you watch it, you really don't know what you just watched, but you know you laughed and there was a bunch of stupid stuff that happened. There was a man who was a pizza. Yeah. Like what? It's a black man coming through the desert with the literally a uh, a pick like that you a comb. Yes. Like stretch out your with <laughs> the movie is so stupid. Yeah, he was out there in the desert trying to find some, I don't even know what he was out there trying to find. They were looking for people. And he, the guy said, make sure you go comb, comb through the, the desert. Yeah. And he out there. With an actual comb. It's just. He said, we ain't found. It reminds Shit. me of the scary movies. Like scary movie one, scary movie two. Because they're movies. making fun of other. Yeah. So if you've never seen Spaceballs, that is kind of what it's like. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. like the scary movie. Yeah. Similar to. I don't know what's the genre behind those. They have just a, comedy. Yeah. Uh, it, they have a certain name where it's specific. parody yes, yes that's what it is a parody uh, parodies where they p pick on 
what's the vampire movies? Twilight. Yeah, Twilight. They have movies like that for Twilight, Star Wars, scary movies. Everything. Just a bunch of yeah, yeah just stuff. all parodies basically. Mm-hmm. I think for me, the movies that I like the most are movies that I liked when I was a child. Okay. And I probably should not have been watching those movies, but I did. So, like, my two favorite movies are Eve's Bayou and The Color Purple. Lord. I've always loved The Color Purple. Mm -hmm. I've read the book, like, always been a huge, huge fan of Alice Walker. She's the writer of The Color Purple. But I think that Eve's Bayou is I don't even know how to explain it to you but it's this little girl and she basically is trying to save her family and she's working with like a woman who they didn't specifically say that that whether she was doing root work or voodoo but it was centered in New Orleans so I guess it was hinted that she did voodoo Mm -hmm. and her aunt had the gift of the sight so people would come to see to her aunt and she would do readings Long story short, she ends up going to this lady to try to get help for her family, mm-hmm. but it, her dad ends up dying and it makes everything worse. But she was just trying so hard to be an adult and she was not an adult and she was trying to help and she ended up making stuff a lot worse, worse. than it really needed to be. And I guess I can relate to the trying to be grown up thing i think sometimes when i was younger i wanted to be an adult and now and i'm an adult i'm like this is not fun <laughs> this is not fun so right now it's not maybe I mean, but honestly, it's perspective I, it's fun i think it has its fun times like i can just get up and do what i want to do I, if i want to eat ice cream at seven o'clock in the morning i could do it you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying there is nobody in control of me but me so that is fun now when them bills come it ain't fun well there will be a point where that's fun to not a bother i, I still think don't think it's gonna be fun even when we have lots of money i will not enjoy you gonna, you're not gonna paying my bills, bills. first of all i'm not gonna pay it my accountant is gonna pay them because i don't even want to think about it just take right, money I'm saying if, if you have it it's not I mean, I have it to pay my bills now, and I'm still like, damn, I want to rent do again. <laughs> I don't get my birthday month off, nothing like dang. I think when I was younger, I really thought that people didn't have to pay bills during their birthday. I don't know why I thought. I don't know who put that in my brain, but my birthday is on the first when rent is due, and they want that money then. <laughs> you got to the fifth. Oh, in January, I always pay my rent on the fifth just off the strength. I'm not paying rent on my birthday. I'm not doing it. So I always end up paying it on the fifth. Even even though I always have it, I just pay it on the fifth. I'm not paying you niggas on my birthday. Like I'm not doing it. I don't care. Oh. <laughs> um, so then the color purple. Now I know for a fact I shouldn't have been watching the color purple when I was younger. But thank God I was only watching the BET version. So it was a lot of stuff that was edited out of the color purple. Wow. I don't know that. And to be completely honest with you. I don't ever think I've seen the unedited version of The Color Purple. I just have read the book, so I know it's raw. It's real raw and uncut. I actually need to go watch the uncut version of The Color Purple. But I don't think you would want to do that. I do. I love that. I when I say I love The Color Purple, like I love The Color Purple. I actually read another book by Alice Walker right now called In Search of Our Mother's Gardens. I just I like I'm a fan of her work. Okay. And in that movie, everybody's in The Color Purple at this point, but. To me, it is a woman who, at every turn in her life, the world gave her its ass to kiss. At every, from birth, she had it rough. And the movie is basically her in search of finding herself and finding her voice and who she is and I don't think she finds it until she's like in her 50s or 60s and that's unfortunate but i think it has to do with the time period that the movie took place and women mm-hmm. didn't have a lot of the opportunities that we have now and she's just on the search to find who she is and i i can relate to that 
I don't think as a child that's something I was relating to, but even as an adult, because I still love that movie, I think that might be why it resonates with me. I I have an idea of the woman that I want to be. I'm no longer like grabbing and searching for straws and about who I want to be. And mm-hmm. now I'm just I'm I said this in another episode, I'm closer to the woman that I want to be than I ever have been before. So maybe that's why that movie still it still resonates with me. It's amazing. Yeah. It's really good. It's really good. Okay, so I had a response for that, but it, it has lost me. The train is gone. The train. Train has left the station. Moved. Yes. Okay. Uh, so the next question is, hmm, do I want to switch it up? The next question is, do I love for my strengths, or do I love for my insecurities? So for those who need a little more insight on this question, loving from your insecurities demands from others, loving from your strengths gives to them. Loving out of your insecurity means you don't want to see people succeed more than you. Loving from your strengths mean you are the first to celebrate with them. Now, those are just two examples because loving from your insecurities doesn't necessarily always have to mean you don't want somebody else to succeed it could present itself in a multitude of different ways those are just examples of loving from insecurities and loving from your strengths hmm. simple answer is i feel like i love from my from my strengths and that's from a standpoint of in our relationship mm-hmm. and just in my friendships and relationships with my family members like yeah i really feel like i love for my strengths but have you ever loved from your insecurities nope nope <laughs> yeah, that wasn't love that... i think it's the version of love that you knew then Mm-mm, that won't love so no i've never loved from my insecurities i would almost challenge that statement to say if you're loving from insecurities, you're probably, it's probably not true love. I think it can still be love, but it's just the version of love that you, that you had at that time. That wasn't, it wasn't. For, well, me, for me, it wasn't. I can speak for myself. I think there have been a bunch of times that I have loved out of my insecurities and I try my hardest not to now, but I'm human and I make mistakes and I slip up. And mm-hmm. I think a part of growing is now I can recognize when I'm loving out of my insecurities. I think in the time in the past, there have been times where maybe I didn't want my friends to make friends that were outside of me because I was afraid and insecure that they might like that person more than they like me. So I'm there for that person and I'm supporting that person. But deep down, I'm like, I don't really praying for their down, not praying for their downfall. Cause I would never, that's like, a, well, not, that's a bit much, but you hoping it don't go. Yeah. But that's because I'm insecure. Why would I not want some, one of my friends to find, to have a friend that's, that is closer to where they are right now if I'm not there. Mm-hmm. So that has been something, not recently, but in the past, it's one of those things I think about. I think even with us, there have been times in the past where I was loving you out of my insecurities and tried to spin it as if I was concerned about your well being. I want to say, like, when we first started dating, or you know, it might have even been a year into our relationship, to be transparent. I might have been wondering where you were at or what you were doing and you weren't responding uh, yeah. quick enough. And I tried to spin it as if, well, I'm just worried about you and I just want to make sure you're okay. But in all actualities, it was my insecurities telling me, okay, well, he could actually be doing something. Maybe you just need to keep pressing and checking it out to make sure it's not that and it's not because you've ever given me a reason to feel like you would do something like that it's just me being insecure right and even if i was doing something i mean it's it would come out either way and i mean you calling and pressing isn't gonna stop that anyways it's but when your mind isn't thinking about that right (laughs) your insecurity is just like you need to find out where he's at right now and then 
you just try to spin it as if you're actually just so concerned. concerned. Yeah. You're not concerned about you are concerned. Are are they with somebody else? People do that all the time. Yeah. With a bunch of different things. And I'm like, this is such bullshit. Like <laughs> That's why I say it's loving it's loving out of insecurity, but like you said, that's not love. But I think to some people that that is their version of love. Got you. And like I said, I'm not perfect. That's one of those things. If I ever catch myself doing something like that, I have to like try to autocorrect or even I'll have to apologize to you. And it's like, mm -hmm. I, I didn't mean to, to do that. But I know that the insecurities I have weren't built overnight. So they're not going to go overweight, go away overnight. Mm -hmm. I just have to be making sure that when I catch them coming up, I'm open and honest with myself and I go back to the feelings where I feel insecure because I feel angry because I feel sad because gotcha. to kind of get to the root of why I'm feeling that way. So I think that's just one is two examples for me, how I have loved out of my insecurities, but where I'm at now in my life, I try to love and lead with my strengths. I try to be there for the people in my life in any capacity that I'm, I'm able to to be there for them. And I think a part of loving from your strength is you kind of have to check your insecurities at the door. Like your insecurities can't come when you're loving out of your strength. And this reminds me of this thing I saw like on Twitter not too long ago. And a lot of people are afraid to post their significant other because the fear of what might happen. And I think I might, I might've mentioned this on the podcast before, but they're afraid of what's going to happen if they post this person. Right. If you post somebody and it doesn't work out, the shit just didn't work out. It's not the end of the world, but I am not going to let my insecurities or my fear keep me from loving somebody out loud. I'm right. still going to love you and show up for you in the best way that I know possible. Mm -hmm. And if I want to post you on my social media, I'm going to post you on my social media. And then if I decide one day, we, you know what I'm saying? It doesn't pan out and I don't post you. That's just what it is. Yeah. But in order to do that, I think you have to kind of check your insecurities yeah. at the door. Piggybacking off of what you said about social media, I think, there are a lot of people that are very, very insecure on social mm. media. Oh, definitely. And <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of scary to see. Like, it, I, I mean, I can catch myself even being insecure about some things. Yeah. When it comes to making those posts, because every post a person makes, I feel like you should think about how it's going to affect others. But people don't. Yeah. So... <laughs> I think there's a certain level that you need to have some self-control when it comes to posting on social media. Yeah. But like caring what other people think is like huge. It's a huge thing. So I, I definitely can see how, you know, people are worried about someone saying, oh, he's been talking to me. Like they're, yes. they're afraid of what, what comes next after that. And I think I, it's an understandable feeling because it's embarrassing. Mm -hmm. But are you not going to love somebody the way you want to love them just out of that fear? Right. I'm not going to do that. I, if I, if I want to post you, I'm going to post you. I don't care. I think I posted you on my social media before we even were in a committed relationship. Yeah. Cause I just got to a point where it's like, well, I loved you three months in. So at this point, I'm like, I love this man. Either he gonna, either we're going to be together or we're not going to be together. Right. But I'm going to post you. And if it don't work out, oh, well. And the cool, <laughs> the, yeah. And the cool thing about it is if you are expressing your love, sharing who your partner is, mm -hmm. they got something going on. You can determine the strength of that relationship in a sense quicker, faster. Than if you are so insecure that you don't want to post them. Let's say you posted me. Because somebody going to come out the woodwork. Yes. Yeah. Let, 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 <laughs> let that go ahead and happen. Let whatever fear that you have mm -hmm. with whatever, let it come faster. Why would you wait? Why would you wait three years? Some people don't want to know. To post. Well, if you don't want to know, I mean, it's, it's, the truth know. is going to come out regardless. My heart can't take uh -oh. it anymore. They don't want to know. 
but yeah. I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. There's, I definitely ag- agree and see what you're saying. So the next question is, if you had the choice to accomplish just one thing in your 20s, what would it be? Financial freedom. <laughs> well, that was an easy answer, but I am talking yeah. to a budget coach. That's the, uh, huh? I am talking to a budget coach, so yeah. that makes sense. <laughs> I would uh, not, I would really not, I would love to just do what I love and not have to worry about finances at all. Like we go someplace cool, do whatever, like, and not even like that, that, that be on not even thinking about that. I think that would bring me peace and, mm-hmm. um, I could really enjoy the relationships that I have even more than I am now. So if I can have financial freedom, so from there, I feel like that's what takes up your time, your effort, a lot of your energy. Um, yeah. So if I could do that, you'd be, be everywhere. We we be doing a lot of things. I'd be doing so much more with my family. Um, yeah, and I don't I don't use any excuses to, to not, not do things with my family and not do things with me because we do. Yeah, but we're not flying out to. Australia every other Turks weekend. Turks and Yeah. Yeah. We're not, we're not doing that doing yet. Doing the unlimited. Um, so, yeah, that's something I'm praying for. It may not, may not be in his wheel at the moment, but if I can do that in my 20s. That's what you want to do? Yeah. I think for me, this is going to sound cliche, but happiness, because I know that being truly happy means that every aspect of my life, everything is going the way that I want it to go. My mm-hmm. finances, my career, us, my family, my health, my mental health, every my friendships, everything is going the way that I want it to be. Right. And I think this is not something I've shared with very many people, but I also have a dream of being a famous actress. Yeah. I've always wanted to be an actress and I took theater classes in high school and all that good stuff and I know that that would be a part of happiness if that's something I achieve. It's yeah, always yeah. something I've wanted to do. I just I want to do it but I don't know if I want to do it bad enough to sacrifice other things in my life because actors and actresses don't get paid a lot of money when they start out. I think I was listening to Viola Davis's book mm-hmm. and she was saying 90% of actors and actresses don't make enough money to like survive. The yes. ones that we are seeing on TV, that's a very small number compared to how many actors and actresses there actually are. And they're not making a lot of money. So All I right. think that's one of those things. If I could still have my career and then I would also be able to do that. That's something I would love to do. Whether or not life aligns that way, I don't actually know. But that's just something that I've always wanted to do. Yes, and I'm sure there are some people, there will be people listening to this who have opportunities for that. So We'll see. If it's yeah. God's will, it'll happen. If not, yeah. it's cool. It's okay. So the last question is, well, there are a lot of questions, but we're just keeping it cute, keeping it short. What are your hobbies? And is there opportunity to turn these hobbies into money? So good, good. These are good questions. And if so, would you? All right, so my number one hobby is I love to exercise slash sports. That's kind of my my thing. Mm-hmm. So I do that literally on a daily basis. Um, now, would I turn that into money? To make money to do that? If you could, would you? Because then is it still a hobby or is it work? I would do those things with, like I'm doing them now, whether I got paid or not. So would I want to do that? Per, if it was 
If it was related to the NBA and playing <laughs> basketball, yes. Okay. But then again, I say no to that too. Why? Anything that sounds really good. It's always a catch. Yeah. There's always a catch. Mm -hmm. And the sacrifices, the truth that I would have to make to stay in that, be the top. Because anything that I do, I want to be the top in. Yeah. I want to be the best. Yeah. So there's a lot of sacrifice that goes with that. Like just some of the training, ice baths and all that. So I would say no to turning that hobby into money. Money. Okay. Um, another hobby is really helping slash motivating people, and I'm turning that into I was money. Gonna, yeah, you turn that. <laughs> I'm money. already. I'm already turning that into money. Also, another hobby that I don't even look at as a hobby but it is a hobby. It's kind of like problem solving, mm -hmm. figuring stuff out. And that kind of ties into math, engineering, all of that stuff. So it makes my head hurt. It's making me money. Some of it's over technical. So I, I do like the problem solving things, but I also noticed that even with that, it has helped turn into like other opportunities too. So like with this whole content creation thing, YouTube, mm -hmm. like it's almost like those things have, or I don't know how to put it. It's a, there are initial problems. And so I'm just using those platforms and problem solving to figure out how I can make it to where I'm able to share content with people to solve those problems so it's almost created its own like little avenue and so i'm enjoying online. i'm enjoying that too so and it's making me money so yeah. i would say yeah hobby number one for sure sports um athletics would not do that for money i just do that for fun mm -hmm. don't want any like extra <laughs> all the extra stuff that comes with it um, problem solving, math, all that stuff. Yes. Continue to do that. To make money from to that. Make money. Mm -hmm. Hold on. Let me make sure there's no other <laughs> okay. hobbies. Help people grow. Said that. Um, competition. You are very competitive. I'm very competitive. We I think your whole family is competitive. Yeah. Your immediate family anyway. Yeah, very so that, competitive yeah so that kind of ties into the sports but just like um me and you competing like us doing that cook-off is like one of the funnest things of like that's a hobby like yeah compete i compete with my mom literally every day so compete competition and just my relationships that's a hobby i don't need to make money from it, it just makes me happy like, yeah uh, i wouldn't even i mean if I don't know, like there could be, like I would, uh, if I knew if we were just hosting the event or something, and my friends were there and we all wanted to race or something mm -hmm. and we made money from that. It'd be cool. Um, it, it would be easy to yeah. generate income. I'm sure. But I wouldn't have to, I wouldn't have to make money from that either. It genuinely makes me happy to be competitive. So. Yeah. I think for me, anytime, you start make for me anytime I start doing something that I enjoy and then I start making money from it, it takes away the happiness really? from it for me. Yeah. I think with even when I had my other business, sincerely me and I was making the room spray, the room sprays and the, um, the spiritual bath blends and the scrubs. I really enjoy doing that for me and I enjoy doing it for like my friends, but when it came to mass producing those things, it kind of took the fun out of it for me. I didn't like gotcha. to do it anymore. I like to make candles at home. I make, you know, I make candles. I enjoy doing those things for me. But when I started having to make a lot of these things, it kind of took the, the joy out of it for me. And, you know, my other hobby is cooking, of course. Mm -hmm. But I don't think I would ever 
I take that back because I do want to own a restaurant one day. <laughs> We've talked about that. But I wouldn't be the, I would have a head chef. I would have an executive yeah, chef sure. in there cooking the different things because I don't want to be in there cooking every single day. But I don't think I would be someone who like caters dinners or makes and sells plates and things like that because it takes the fun out of it for me. I think I've only ever sold food once and that was really my personal trainer. We were exchanging. So I would prep meal prep his meals for him and I would get my my training for free. That worked out perfectly for me Mm -hmm. because I'm only making X amount of meals. Like I could do that very easily, but I don't think cooking and selling plates or catering or any, I think that would literally suck the joy out of cooking for me gotcha. owning a restaurant would be paying homage to my grandmother and my great-grandmother because they cooked a lot and they owned a restaurant back gotcha. in the day now like gotcha. i said i ain't gonna be in there cooking every day i will help establish the recipes that need to be in there mm-hmm. but i don't really want to just as me i don't really want to make money from cooking i think it kind of it sucks the fun out of it a little bit and even I like making the cooking videos that I make, but I don't even do that all the time because to me, that's kind of a lot. And it a little bit takes the the joy out of cooking. I feel like if I had somebody to do it for me, it would make it easier. But trying to cook and set up and position my camera, all those things, it kind of becomes a lot. So I think those. Those two things. Did I say two things? I said two things, right? Yeah, you said cooking and... The bath bomb, yeah. Yes. I enjoy doing those things, but I don't necessarily want to to make money from them. I also love to read. I think I just have gotten so busy with life sometimes that I don't have the time to read, but I actually really enjoy reading. Mm -hmm. I've written a whole book before when I was younger. It was literally a composition notebook of a book. It was about this place... It was, it was like a black Hogwarts, basically. And I wrote a whole book. I don't know where it's at anymore, but I wrote it when I was younger. And maybe later in life, maybe I'll write, I'll write a nonfiction novel. Cause I, I do like to write. I like, I used to have a whole blog. I still have a blog, but this is, the podcast has kind of become the blog. Okay. It's just me talking instead of right. writing it down. Gotcha. So I think those are hobbies for me. Uh, I know that I could make money from doing those things, but I feel like it would suck the fun out of it just a little bit for me. So I'd rather not. So this is good for me to hear as well, because it just kind of puts things in perspective. Even I think we'll have to gauge with time um, our podcast too. Yeah. Because we don't want to create something that is literally draining. Yeah, I never uh, not, I don't want it to not be fun. Right. And I think we said that once we started. And as we've been working, we know, we've been noticing, well, I don't know, if I can I can only speak for me, but we've, we've noticed that there's more into podcasting than just talking. Yes. And just laughing takes planning. Yeah. It takes... You don't have to have a camera, but I think the both of us would like visuals. The way we want it to look. Yeah. <laughs> Getting it the way we want it to look. Yes. Keeping up with it growing, posting consistently. Yeah. All of these varying things takes time, effort, and energy. And I think if your goal is just to talk and that's your hobby, but you also or branding yourself, selling merch, doing different partnerships and things like that, communicating with other people, scheduling other times to link with other podcasters. Yes. Like these things are things uh, that we have to think about and make sure it's not sucking the life out of us. And for me, it's not at this point, but it is anything that, seems good fun normally comes with extra work and you don't want that work to be draining i feel like once because the podcast is already growing like the things we have in store is already growing Mm -hmm. 
I think once we are able to generate the amount of money from it that we want, that will take other things off of our plate and give us more time to work on this. Because I can't imagine having to work on this and a million other things at the same time. I don't, I don't, I'm gonna be honest. I don't know how we're able to, to do it even to, now. To do it now. Yeah. And I know if we had the financial freedom. It's your favorite one to shoot. Yeah. Hashtag. The, yeah. Hashtag financial freedom. <laughs> if we had the financial freedom to, you know, you not have to worry about vet school and all of that stuff. Yeah. I mean, not having to worry about helping, you know, with the bills and being able to take care of ourselves. We could enjoy just Doing, yes. focus on those little whatever things. Yeah. So that just that puts things in perspective. But it is a hobby. It is a hobby. Definitely a hobby. Um, and like I said, I don't once it stops being fun and this not to say that at times it won't be hard because it is hard trying to pencil it into our schedule as it is. Mm-hmm. I think the moment where we're not growing from doing this anymore and we're not helping people. What's the point? Then it's kind of like we're stressing ourselves out for money, but I don't really, I don't want to do that because then I feel like I'm not being authentic. The point of having the podcast is for us to grow, for us to learn more, for us to help other people while we're doing that. Mm -hmm. And if I think our core values are no longer being reached, it's no point. What's the point? Yeah. And I think like, no, I think when, when we started this podcast, it really wasn't, it's not to just become rich quick off of a podcast. Oh, no, because <laughs> that doesn't, it happens, but it takes a, if, if it even happens, if it's in the cards, yeah. it takes work to get there. Yeah. It's not something that happens overnight. It's yeah. things that take a lot of, and even to monetize, it takes a it lot, takes, you takes know, some time. So, yeah, I think being that we really didn't have like these super crazy expectations monetary wise i think that's why we're probably enjoying it yeah too because i mean if we want money after a certain amount of hours put in we could just go get a job for that and i feel like even like i said monetization opportunities have already come our way and i think moving forward even though we were very selective with this one i want to continue being selective because i don't want to work with a brand or a company that's going to treat us like a machine like we're people we have other things we have going on Mm -hmm. i'm not going to be this can be stressful at times but i'm not going to be stretching myself incredibly thin for for this for any for anything right. to be honest if anything starts stretching me too thin i gotta take a step back yeah i don't care what it is i got to prioritize me because if yeah. i'm not good nothing else works at all yeah. and i think that's one of the things i think about when people bring deals and stuff our way what do you expect from us out yeah. of this yeah we're we're gonna have to be very cautious like the more partnerships yeah. deals that we do begin to receive because like we have a good we have a good thing going oh yeah we do and <laughs> like we're in control of everything yes like, everything and a lot of people some people aren't like even in the beginning stages yeah like if something if someone's not able to someone might not have mics so they might not have the equipment yeah. to record they might not have you know, just the time to be able to kind of navigate different things. So we're in a good position and yeah, we'll be selective. Definitely be selective with that. Gotta be. So that wraps up our center delete segment. I don't think I mentioned that. That was our center delete. And if it's your first time listening to this podcast, a center delete segment is basically where we chime in on different things, give our opinions and answering these questions was just basically literally giving our opinion on our, not our opinion, our thoughts on how to answer these questions for ourselves. Yep. And I think they've even, they're still making me think about different things Good. at the same time, which is always great. We can actually wrap up with Help Center. Cool. 
All right. So if this is your first time listening, our Help Center segment is where we give advice. And again, we are not experts. (laughs) These are just things that we have learned. We are not counselors. We are not professionals, you know. So the Help Center for this week is actually what piece of advice would you give to the 20 year old? Oh, that flowers is falling. One of them just fell. Yeah. Oh Lord, I thought not the bun. The bun. I'm gonna tell you what I thought it was. I thought one of my braids was over here on fire with this candle. That's why I kind of like turned around like that real slow. Cause (laughs) I'm gonna be terrified. But what piece of advice would you give to the 20 year old version of yourself? I know we're 25, 24. What would you give to yourself four years ago? Four years ago. Do you even remember who you were? It's hard for me to remember a little bit. Four years ago, I was in school. Like a sophomore in college. I don't know what advice I would have given to myself. (laughs) I really don't. Like, I'm just trying to think. I'm going to let you go. And then. Well, what advice would you give to a 20 year old? To a 20 year old? Yes. Now that you are 24, four years their senior, what would you, what advice would you give? I would say question everything. Okay. Why? Because so much of your thoughts, values, beliefs is in what you were taught and who you surrounded yourself with. So anything that you do, I would say question it and ask yourself why you do it and what is there a better way to do whatever you're doing? Okay. And that's something that in my 20s, I didn't I didn't care about any of this mm-hmm. in my 20s, but after I graduated and then got a job. And then started working, I like it made me really question everything. Mm-hmm. And I think that'll just help you find who you who you are. I think yeah. once you question things, it makes you not be living your life based on somebody else's uh, views. I think you should, you know, wisdom is great and follows people's footsteps when need be but also choose your your route as well and i think once you start questioning things you're like eh no i'm gonna switch this up or i kind of like this like even even with some of the things once we got in a relationship made me question question things like okay um why do i do I have to have like th- here? Here's an example. Okay. When it came to dairy and things like that, I was like, dairy is the only way. Like, if I want some cereal, I have to have regular, you know, milk, two percent, whatever, two percent may make it a little bit healthier. I'm not doing the fat free because it tastes like water, water in my milk. But then. We came together and I noticed you started doing things like alternative milks, like almond milk mm-hmm. or just different milk, things. Soy milk. Yeah, soy yeah. milk, things that I'm like, hmm, so I can still enjoy milk <laughs> and it doesn't have the things that's probably helping produce my acne, which is dairy, which yeah. is what I found out. But just those things, I think. Another example, so it's when we're talking about insecurities, one of my biggest insecurities is my skin, mm-hmm. like my facial skin. And I was having breakouts. And the worst thing, I'm like, I look so good and I keep a fresh cut. And my body's like I wanted to be. But the acne, mm-hmm. what's, what's the cause of it? So I started looking into it. I'm like, dairy, okay, dairy is the problem. Um, skincare. I was washing my face with rags. 
um, and Ooh. using soap and water. So just questioning those. Why am I doing those things? Don't what's, forget. what's the reasoning? And I mean, you know, you want a clean face. So I just wanted to make sure my face was clean. But OK, what what helps your face become clean? Like mm-hmm. you need a facial clean. Maybe there's other things outside of just Dove soap um, that can take care of those different type of needs yes and things like that so what well, i was having dent i'm telling a little bit too much <laughs> you about to talk about the danger <laughs> yeah so just <laughs> just hair like just a bunch of things that i know that i'm washing my body i'm keeping myself clean but there's also things that you need to know about like a proper skin care routine uh and this is this may just be a man thing but I don't know. Like you just think you're supposed to wake up, brush your hair, and go about the day. So just learn those things and, and questioning everything that you do helps you become the person that you want to become. So a woman will enhance your life. <laughs> That's what you got out of that. I got a lot more out of it, but I definitely I definitely got that. I definitely got that. Yeah. For sure. Which I don't think there's anything wrong with that because you taught me a lot in our relationship as well. So I don't say that to say I taught you everything you know and you've taught me nothing because you have also taught me a lot. Mm -hmm. I just, you know, I beam because I remember it was like pulling teeth with the skincare routine. You sometimes you didn't even want to wash your face because you're like, I think I'm washing it too much. I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh God. And then, you know, with the the dangerous stuff you were like well don't don't i don't want to be i don't know what the issue was with the dangerous was i don't know why you didn't want to do what i was telling you to do because you had bought these other products that you thought were going to work and then made it worse yeah, and then you were like a lot more yes and then you're like okay now what did you tell me to get <laughs> yeah and then it worked but I agree. You should you should kind of question, question a lot of things, and you should also be open to change and yeah. exploring different ideas. And I think as long as someone that you know has your best interest at heart is trying to tell you these things, then maybe you should have an open mind to them. Right. So I agree. I think the piece of advice I would give to my twenty year old version, I will keep it very short, very sweet. It would be to have more fun huh. and to not care. Well, anybody else thought about what you had going on. Yeah, that, that is a huge part. I think a lot of people in undergrad spend a huge majority of their time caring what everybody else thinks about them. And I didn't do a lot of stuff that I wanted to do because I care too much about what it would look like to other people. And none of those people matter at this point in my life. I don't even think they honestly matter then. Mm-hmm. So that's what I would tell the 20 year old version of myself where I would tell any 20 year old is to live your life. Like you're only 21 time, right. you're only 21, one time, you're only 20, you know what I'm saying? You don't get that time back and you damn sure don't get undergrad back. So if you were in college, if there is something you want to do, you better do it. Okay. And don't be afraid of what anybody else has to think about it. Because I guarantee you a lot of these people, you will one not see after college. And even, even if you do see them, it doesn't, matter you'll probably see them maybe once in passing unless they were like your core group of people nope it doesn't who cares and it's almost it's almost sad to say but it's kind of like high school like once you it's well i know you keep up with mine is different because i still talk to people i went to elementary school with well yeah but the idea is the same the people who are in your core group yeah they stay your core group either college high school middle school whatever yeah but People that's not rocking with you or yeah. shaming you because you're doing things that you love. And it's normally not your core. Well, I did have a, that's another story for another they're day. Probably, they, they, they become out of that core group if yes. they, they don't align. They're not the core group. There is always other people. So I would just tell myself that to have more fun, to care less about what other people thought, mm-hmm. and to care more about what you thought about yourself because ultimately that's all that matters at the end of the day is what you think about yourself Mm -hmm. so i thought these questions were really interesting it does make you think and i think it's okay to not have an answer to some of these questions right now Mm -hmm. i think that kind of is the point to make you 
actually sit with yourself and think and say, hmm, well, why is this? Or why not this? That sort of thing. And there are lots of other questions available. Literally, you can just Google questions any 20-something should be asking themselves right now and questions will pop up. And I think it was a really good exercise for us to do as well. All right. So we are going to wrap up this episode. We want to thank you all for listening. As always, we appreciate our messengers. very 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 much and we will be right back here next Wednesday (laughs) I'm like you're not going to say that I mean we got an outro oh this is very true I think it's just it's organic it's organic (laughs) bye y'all Thank you all so much for tuning in to the Message 24 podcast. If you enjoy this episode and want to see our faces, be sure to head over to the Message 24 pod YouTube channel and subscribe. And you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. See you next week.